Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. You can follow us on Twitter, access our Facebook page, Baby Boomer Tales, listen to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and many more places. Find us on the internet at babyboomertales.com. Happy New Year, 2022, full of promises as we tread lightly into the future. One note here, our Christmas episode, a couple episodes back, the Christmas watch it was called. Well, I had stated how I'd lost that watch somewhere over the years. After I listened to the podcast after it was published, I thought, that's not like me. My days of losing stuff was during that time I busted that watch. And so I looked a little deeper, and I surely did find it. I looked at it, and there was the crack glass, the bend in the watch itself. I wound it up thinking maybe now after 50-some years it'll work, and of course it didn't. I shook it, and I held it. I remembered all I talked about, and I smiled. When I was about eight or nine years old, I would daydream constantly. A lot of my teacher's complaints about me as I was growing up is that I was a smart kid, but I just was a daydreamer. I guess they would ask me a question, I'd, you know, have to come back to earth. I daydreamed about all kinds of stuff. My main daydream at eight or nine, 10 or 11 years old was about baseball and Mickey Mantle and Elston Howard and wanting to be a baseball player thinking that if I could just play baseball more often up there in the mountains you had a short season that I could become a New York Yankee and I could wear those pinstripes and I could play in the same stadium as Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris and Joe DiMaggio and Babe Ruth. I really did live in a fantasy world When I became 15 years old or so, I started dreaming about getting a car, getting my wheels, being able to drive around, having that freedom. Now, I never was a car guy, never was a car guy, never really got excited about cars, didn't want to go to any car shows, didn't talk engines with my friends didn't stop and walk over and admire a car or if you saw one in a parking lot that was pretty cool. I know I liked the Plymouth Barracuda and the only reason why is I thought it looked cool with that great big old back window that sloped down towards the tail end of the car. Why in the world I would like that I have no idea but at 15, 16 years old I thought that was pretty cool. Well, as I got to be in my 20s, all dreams of cars went away, and I became a pickup truck guy. Pretty much driven pickup trucks ever since then. Now, there was a time when I fantasized about owning this one van my parents owned, and we did finagle a trade, our Mustang, for that van. We started having children and stuff, and we drove that van for years and years. It was a good van, but it was nothing I would daydream about. I just did want to have a van, I guess, during the, you know, early 70s peace love. I wouldn't paint a flower on it for nothing, though. I'm not really into flower power, never have been. Although there are a couple flowers I do like. I really like what I call Native Americans. Most people around here call them ditch lilies. 
They are a daylily that grows wild. And I have dug them out of ditches all over the place and planted them around my property. And we have plenty of Native Americans now. For a while, about the time I was 17 or so, I dreamed of the peace love movement. Free love in San Francisco. Love-ins and whatever that was associated with. But that didn't last very long. I did pursue that. Not that I ever wanted to be a hippie, but I did think hippie girls were far out. But once I really experienced some of that stuff in that movement, I just wanted to be a mountain boy. That's really all I really wanted to be. And I did work my way back there again. So I dreamed of leaving that little hometown of mine and seeing the big old world. And I realized that big old world really had nothing on my little hometown. You know, when I was a kid growing up, it was not considered cool to live up there in the mountains. Now I think the tables have turned, and it's really quite cool to be from there. So I guess I was ahead of my time. My friends and I, we didn't know what we had. Of course, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. That's a fact. I dreamed of other things like owning businesses until I did. I was quite a daydreamer until basically I started having children and more responsibilities. And even then I dreamed of a bright future for my kids and my family. As I have got older though, those dreams started to fade. And that actually shook me up and made me wonder and almost tried to frighten me a little. Life can have many ups and downs, be very kind to you and very cruel, all within the span of a short amount of time. And so here I am, not considered a young man or even a middle-aged man anymore. And as my dreams started to filter out and dissipate and fade away, all of a sudden it's like I got a new lease on life. I'm full of dreams and ambitions and goals now. A lot of it centers around this podcast. Gotta do something. Find something to do. Something that keeps that imagination kicking. It'll be very, very good for you. Won't let your brain rust. When I was growing up, once we moved upstairs into the main part of the house from the basement, our kitchen, my mom had a stove top with electric burners, and over to her right, when she was standing at that stove top, was the oven. So it wasn't like a range. The oven was in the wall there go down to my grandma's and she had a bigger stove and it had gas burners where she had to take a match and strike the match and light those burners and her oven I think had three doors if I'm not mistaken my brother owns that oven today so I could ask him or go visit him and look at it an- another time you know maybe have him send me a picture when I grew up and left home I lived at a place called the Jap Camp and there was barely any electricity. We strung a extension cord from the one house that did have electricity to my cabin. And uh, so we had electric lights. But the stove was a wood-burning cook stove. And it was very, very nice. It was a nice stove. And uh, you just lift up one of the burners and throw a little piece of wood in there. And it kept the fire burning. And you'd let the burner back down. You had a little, almost looked like a a little crowbar type thing to lift those burners up. 
You want to be careful you didn't burn yourself. And then it had the oven also, and it was heated from, from that little firebox underneath the burners. It was very efficient, very nice. Up above the burners, there was a warming oven. You'd lift the little door, and you could put something in there to keep it warm. It also warmed the cabin. That was the only source of heat. It was quite nice. It really was. Later, I moved up to a condo by the ski area, and it had a Gen Air grill. And this is really where I first started getting a taste for steak. I've spoken about steaks I grew up with. My dad had a grocery store, but his idea of a good steak was bringing home those tenderized minute steaks. Well, all of a sudden, I did discover steaks. I'd go down to the store, buy one, grill it on that indoor Gen Air grill, well, that was very good. Within a year from moving out of that condo, I met Kim, and it started to get serious, and we got married in October of 77. And that Christmas, we went to visit her parents at their home in Kansas City. And I was amazed that this girl, this ski bum girl that worked three jobs when I met her, working at a grocery store where I met her, attending bar at night, teaching skiing, working at a pizza place, all this stuff. We go to her home and it's off of a golf course and they had an in-ground swimming pool that was very nice. She had mentioned a pool at one, one of our dates or something. I got there, I figured it was just, you know, kind of pools I had where you blow it up, you know. But no, this was a nice pool, in-ground pool, nice house quiet neighborhood, cul-de-sac. And I looked at her and thought, Woo, who are you and what have you done with my girlfriend? Anyway, a couple days after we arrived there, one of her brothers and I were in the kitchen and he asked me if I wanted like a piece of pie or something and he threw it in this little oven and, and hit a button about 30 seconds later, pulled out my pie, it was all nice and piping hot. Now what is that thing that you did that with? So he explained to me it was called a microwave and that they're pretty cool and I'd try that next time I want to warm something up. So, okay, well, thanks. The next day, nobody was home. Nobody was home. I don't know where everybody went, but I decided I'd cook up some hamburger. So I found some hamburger in the refrigerator. I got a stainless steel pot, you know, those kind with a copper bottom. I put that hamburger in and took a big old spoon and kind of stirred it up and put it in that microwave and started it. It wasn't 10 seconds later or started to look like a lightning show inside the oven, popping and smoking and all of a sudden the microwave quit. I opened the door and pulled my pan out and well, anyway, when people got home, I said, I don't know what was wrong with that thing. I was just cooking some hamburger and they explained to me, I believe it was my mother-in-law, she was very kind to me, but you can't put metal in those things. Nobody told me. I figured I was going to brown some hamburger meat, make some sloppy joes or something. And I ruined their microwave. That was back in the days, microwave cost more than $150, that's for sure. A year or so later, my mother-in-law was visiting and my wife and her went out shopping. They came home, brought us a microwave. And my life as a microwave owner had begun. I never put metal in a microwave since. 
Well, that microwave was quite expensive because back then they were quite expensive, even a lower end one. Several years later, my wife came bringing home this microwave convection oven, and I told a story about her cooking a turkey in that before. That didn't go very well. I don't think you really can microwave your Thanksgiving turkey. In our home today, we have a microwave above the oven, above the range there, and so you can turn on a light. It has a fan in it. If something starts smoking, you can exhaust that smoke right there in the microwave. It's a nice microwave. It, you know, you just hit one button and it goes and all that stuff. We also have a microwave downstairs. When we finish the basement, we put a kitchenette down there. So it's got a small refrigerator that I pretty much just keep pop in, but it's there. A regular range a microwave, a coffee pot, a toaster. It's well equipped. It has everything except for a dishwasher down there. Well, here a while back, our microwave upstairs, the handle broke. It just broke when we were opening the door. It wasn't one of those push buttons. It's just a handle you grab and you pull open. And so I got on a website for the manufacturer and started pricing handles, thinking, I well, I could put a handle on it. And the handle costs as much as the microwave did. Oh, there. So I started looking at the handle and I glued it with Gorilla Glue. If you're familiar with that, that sucker held for months and months and months just like that. Yeah, that's fine. Well, a few months later, the microwave started acting up and it went on the fritz. It kept blowing the breakers. I thought it was a breaker at first, but then I did a little experiment, and sure enough, it was the microwave causing that, so something was wrong with it. Well, I was going to buy another microwave, and all of a sudden, my wife said, I don't want that color anymore. What do you mean? All the appliances are this color. That's old-fashioned. I don't want that. But darling, if we put a different color microwave up there, it will not go with all our appliances. She agreed with me and voiced her opinion about our outdated color on our appliances and that she thinks we ought to have the newest and most wonderful color. And so we could have gotten to a knockdown drag out. She would have knocked me down, drugged me outside, told me not to come back home till I changed my mind about the color of our appliances. I know that's what would have happened, so I backed off. So I went downstairs and I took the microwave from downstairs and brought it upstairs, plugged it in there and said, here's our new microwave till we can figure this out. I wasn't about to buy a new stove, a new refrigerator and a new dishwasher just to change the color. One thing we looked at having to buy a new refrigerator one time and we would have had to change our cabinetry because they've changed the height of refrigerators since the last time I bought one. And so it doesn't seem even feasible or practical or any of that. And if I'm anything, it's practical. So that was fine. We were using that microwave, but we kept opening the door to the other microwave because, you know, 20 years of habit. So I put a little sign in that microwave well, one day my wife went to open that microwave again for some reason and the door handle broke again. So maybe I should put an outside sign saying, don't even open this door. We still use that microwave for the light and the fan. 
but we can't live like this forever with a broken microwave up above the range. So what am I going to do? We are at a Chinese standoff. That's a fact. Now, that's nothing against the Chinese people. That's just an old saying. I want this and somebody else wants that and we're not doing anything till somebody blinks. I hope I'm not the one that blinks. I really hope I'm not. I could do a dirty deed and just go out and buy one while she's gone somewhere and install it, but I'm not that way. We have to agree on this. I know that. I'm at a time in my life that I do not want to replace all the appliances even if I could afford it. We may sell this house one day, you know. I'm always hearing how old and like grandma's, grandpa's house this place is when we are grandma and grandpa. Make no mistake about it. Everybody that knows us knows that we're grandparents and the grandchildren, some of them even call us grandma and grandpa. Mostly Mimi and Papa, but you know what I mean. So there you go. That's my story on microwave ovens. It's a wonderful invention, and we use one all the time. And I don't know how we got along without it. I really think that if I had a choice between a cell phone and a microwave, I'd choose the microwave. But then again, I'm not forced to choose. I am an American. I hate those little posts on Facebook says, if you had to do without this, 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 or this, which one would you choose? And I used to put, none of them. I am an American. I don't have to choose something I'm going to do without. God bless the USA. Thank you for spending your time with us today. It's always good to get together. It never hurts you to be kind. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.